Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 5, Episode 38. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and mind-reading co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on transporting cats. Our topics for this week are travel regulations, car travel, and air travel. Regulations on interstate, international, and air travel change frequently and must be rechecked each time a cat is transported. To travel to the United States, cats must be more than three months old, vaccinated for rabies, and free of signs of infectious disease. For interstate travel, proof of current rabies vaccination and a current health certificate should accompany the cat. Travel to Hawaii and Guam, which are rabies-free islands, have more restrictions. International travel should be investigated at least 120 days in advance. Current requirements can be obtained from the destination's embassy or consulate. A list of foreign embassies and consulates in the United States is available from the U.S. Department of State at usembassy.state.gov. Regardless of the means of travel, there's a risk of medical emergency or escape. A chest harness or collar should be worn with an ID tag that includes the owner's name, address, and cell phone number. A land phone number while traveling is much less useful. Cats that travel should have an identification microchip embedded in case of the cat's escape. A chest harness is more secure and prevents escapes better than a collar. A travel tag should also be attached to the harness or collar that provides the destination and destination contact information. Abby says maybe she should put a travel tag on me since sometimes I forget where I'm going. If transporting a cat by car or in truck cabs, cats should ride in the back seat and be restrained in a crate that is strapped to floor anchors. This protects cats from airbag injuries and the driver from interference with driving, such as vision obstruction, interference with braking, or being injured by a cat becoming a missile in an accident. More information on travel restraints is available at the Center for Pet Safety. That's centerforpetsafety.org. Cats should be desensitized to car travel by experiencing frequent short trips by car to a pleasurable destination with no adverse events during their primary socialization period, which is two to seven weeks of age, or as soon after that as possible. If cats will be transported in a carrier, pre-trip training should include free access in and out of the carrier, being fed in the carrier, and sleeping in the carrier to develop a feeling of security while in the carrier. 
If the temperature is over 72 degrees Fahrenheit, cats should not be left in cars. At 72 degrees Fahrenheit, the inside of the car can reach 100 degrees Fahrenheit in 30 minutes. Temperatures below 55 degrees Fahrenheit may be too low for some cats. Pictures should be carried in case of the need to search for an escaped cat. Food, water, and any needed medications should also be available during the trip. Interstate travel must meet federal regulations. These include a certificate of veterinary inspection, provision of adequate shelter from all elements, and protection from injury, sufficient cleanliness to avoid contact with urine and feces, protection against hazardous temperature extremes, uncontaminated and nutritious food for at least once a day, and a program of parasite control. Travel on an airline should be arranged well in advance of the intended travel date. The number of animals per flight are limited. In temperate weather, it's best to choose early morning non-stop flights whenever possible. In hot weather, early or late flights are preferable. In colder weather, midday flights are best. Travel during holiday periods should be avoided. Prior to making travel arrangements, a veterinary exam for age and health-related restrictions should be performed. Most carriers require a certificate of veterinary inspection, also called a health certificate, signed in the last 10 days. Some airlines require an acclimation certificate from a veterinarian. Acclimation certificates waive the airline's requirement that they must prevent exposure to less than 45 degrees Fahrenheit for more than 45 minutes during ground transfer or for more than four hours if in a holding facility. An acclimation certificate does not, however, waive airline requirements that the cat cannot be exposed to more than 85 degrees Fahrenheit for more than 45 minutes on the ground or four hours in a holding facility. Only light feeding and access to water should be provided about three hours prior to departure. Tranquilizers are not recommended due to the impaired ability to maintain normal body temperature and to keep balance during travel. Tranquilizers can also exacerbate heart or respiratory problems. Travel crates for air travel should be big enough to allow the cat to stand and turn around. There should be no interior protrusions that could injure the cat. The crate should have handles or grips and a leak-proof bottom with absorbent bedding. Both sides should be ventilated. Labels should be attached that provide the owner's name, home address, phone number, destination contact information, and a sign that it's a live animal and arrows for which is upright. Containers for food and water need to be accessible from the outside, but secured inside. If a collar is worn by the cat, it should be a breakaway collar to prevent the risk of strangulation. Carriers for travel and passenger sections should be soft-sided. Rigid clamshell crates are needed for travel in cargo holes. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Chest harnesses for cats provide more security from escape during travel. Prior to travel, a cat should be taken on short, low-stress trips in a car and given frequent treats to desensitize it to travel. 
Tranquilizers are not routinely recommended for cats to travel. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about small mammal pocket pets and their behaviors. Hey, Abby, how come you don't have a pocket pet? Oh, that's right. I forgot. You don't have any pockets in your coat.